Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live here in New York City. It's Wednesday, August 31st. My name is Jamie Erdahl alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion in Sean O'Hara. And every morning I say good morning to all the people that watch our show, but specifically right now, I want to say good morning to Jason McCourty because he is in the hospital. He had surgery last night. We're pretty sure that Jason McCourty did the show yesterday with an appendix that was hot and bothered. Yeah. And it was it was getting inflamed as we were doing the show because last night we get this text. It was just two lines. I have appendicitis. I will be having surgery tonight. And we just got the update that it's all good. It's mm-hmm. out. Surgery nice. is successful. Jason yeah. McCourty. Gonna, yep. So that is why one Sean O'Hara is here. All right, so that's what's up from here. And now we're going to check in with Ian Rapport for the latest around the league with our, of course, wonderful NFL Network insider, Ian. 32 rosters. They had to be cut down to 53 players yesterday. You were all over it, man. There was a lot of action. So walk us through some of the biggest moves over the last 24 hours. Alex Leatherwood, the former Las Vegas Raiders first-round pick from literally just last year, struggled to tackle, struggled to guard. Clearly, this new regime, more than willing to move on from some of the mistakes of the old regime, tried to shop him to every team, got 31 no's, ended up not being able to trade Alex Leatherwood, who has three years and $5.1 million fully guaranteed on his contract. He was waived, so now we will see if someone claims him today. They parted ways with a couple others from the previous regime. Trayvon Mullen was traded to the Arizona Cardinals as well. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills finalized the fate of their star cornerback, Tredavious White, still recovering from a torn ACL. My understanding is he's doing well. It's really more now uh, about strengthening, solidifying, and feeling comfortable on that knee. Doesn't always happen immediately. He is on the reserve PUP list out the first four games. Hope is he can return soon after that. 
No one is going to rush it. They want to make sure that he is 100% healthy. And then maybe the biggest splash of the day, the Philadelphia Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman, who has never met a trade he wouldn't explore, traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. The Saints standout safety played a lot in the slot, wanted a new contract. In fact, had advanced talks with the Saints on that new contract, ended up not getting done and didn't sound like he reacted great to all of that. The Saints end up getting a pair of late round picks for Gardner Johnson, another late round pick, a big time starter now in Philadelphia. All right, so Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is now in Philly, capping mm -hmm. off a pretty impressive offseason for the Eagles. And as you said, Howie Roseman doesn't, has never met a trade he doesn't like. I love that one. Mm -hmm. So let's look around the division, though, because this makes it very interesting for the Eagles. The reigning East champs are out in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Who has the best roster in the NFC East as we get closer to week one? The Eagles or the Cowboys? You can't ask about one without asking about the other. Yeah, I feel like the uh, Eagles and Cowboys entered the, the free agency and the draft season as neck and neck. And you can say, well, the Eagles were surging towards the end of the season, but the Cowboys will the tie. I look at the rosters, and we're not even talking about the coaching situations. or The, the rosters, the Eagles have a better roster right now. I go into this season, and I look at what the Eagles did in the offseason, and they said, well, what we did last year wasn't good enough. Let's get better. And they added in the draft and added in free agency a ton of star players, Hassan Reddick being one of them, James Bradbury from the Giants, and they traded for A.J. Brown. And then yesterday they traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. This was a good team last year. Did they get significantly better? And I look at Howie Roseman and he's like, say what you want about Howie, he's not satisfied with, with anything less than being Super Bowl contenders. I look at the Cowboys this offseason, it was like, well, hmm. we hosted a playoff game. Let's hit the draft Run and back. see where we're at. They traded Amari Cooper because of salary cap reasons. They got a fifth round pick back, whereas Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill got multiple first round picks back. And then you look at the last few weeks where there's been injuries riddling this team and I haven't seen the major move be made. Everyone wants to crush Howie Roseman in Philly. A lot of times it's the draft questions and how could you take J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf? No. Say this about the guy. He doesn't go to sleep at night without trying to think about how his team can get better, at least on paper. I don't know what the Cowboys did this offseason to make me think that they are significantly mm. better than they were a year ago. Right now, on paper, I'll take the Eagles roster. Still have to play football. The Cowboys kicked the Eagles' butts twice right. last year. Yeah. But I think the roster-wise, I'm looking at it, I'd rather have Phillies yeah. right now going mm. into the season. Yeah, paper versus flesh right now. I mean, no doubt about it, the Cowboys, I think, are the better team right now. Look, they 12 games last year they won. They won the division, and, and I think Dak Prescott, I'll take him over Jalen Hurts any day right now. But I agree with you. The roster, when you look at it, it's deeper. It looks more talented. I will say this, Eagles fans, don't mistake activity for achievement. We've been through this before. A couple years ago, they brought in Alshon Jeffrey. They were one of the deepest wide receiver cores and one of the deepest running back cores, and then they got depleted by injuries. They ended up winning the division with Greg Ward playing wide receiver and Carson Wentz willing them with Zach Ertz. But I look at this Cowboys offensive line, and, and I, the Eagles offensive line is better than the Cowboys offensive line in a couple different areas. But I can't understate the impact that the Tyron Smith injury is having down in Dallas already. Look, Ty Tyron Smith has missed games the last couple of years, so this is not new for him. But it's always been three to four weeks back, elbow, knee. Like, having Tyron Smith out now totally changes up the entire Cowboys offensive line. Tyler Smith, who you said, who did they add this offseason? They, they added him to be the future left tackle, but he has not been playing left tackle. So I look at what the Eagles have right now 
at left tackle with Jordan Mailata, with Lane Johnson on the other side. They're stronger up front. Mm -hmm. And we've got the number one ranked rushing offense with the Eagles against the number one total offense against the Cowboys. I think this offense line shakeup is going to be a big factor mm. with the Cowboys mm. when they come mm. down to the stretch and when they need somebody to step up. They don't have any depth right now at the left tackle position and left guard position. Mm. I, I we'll find out. This, this is another just perfect 7A Dallas Cowboys topic. <laughs> Do they have the best roster? Who cares? Like, we, we're developing a coffee table book of just fluff, nonsense, cowboy. Are they a power team? Are they a top five team? Do they have a roster? And the answer, I think, I actually think they do have a better roster. Oh, so you're engaging in the coffee table. I'm, I'm paid okay. to be here. I, I, can't, I can't take every segment, Rogue. Some of my <laughs> should have to answer. The Dallas Cowboys quarterback is better, far more experienced. Their coach is far more experienced as a Super Bowl. Uh, they have maybe the best overall player on both teams and Micah Parsons. And they have a running back who makes like almost eight $18 million this year, who I think is maybe the 18th best running back in the league. It, it should be Dallas. Like, they're there, and yet, Peter, I'm kind of with you. Like, there seems to be a, 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 a sh shifting of the tide right now. Like, there's a lot of heat on Philly, and Dallas is almost crickets, which I know they hate. Dallas. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. But they hosted a playoff game last year. Philadelphia was in a playoff game last year, too, with a brand-new head coach and a young quarterback, and they said, no, screw it. Where was the the pounding of the table in the offseason to say, no, not good enough. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They lost one of their best linemen, and they traded Amari Cooper for nothing. That was basically their offseason, and then they got a few rookies who will maybe make a difference. I think they got better players at the start position but like when don't they they have for my entire adult life they have better players at the star position it's very Dallas Cowboys good stars but maybe there's more meat and potatoes with Philly and I don't think they did much either like what what was the push that you made to get the championship this year what was the oh my gosh look what the Jones boys did they made a, a gangster move and they brought in this they didn't really do anything how am I convinced that like oh wow this Cowboys team is different that's my problem it seems like 50 other Cowboys teams after Tyron Smith's injury besides Jerry Jones trying to speak the playoffs into existence in August. Right. That was about as, right. as much as we saw. But I would rather take the Eagles unknown than the known with the Dallas Cowboys. And that's the in terms of upside across many positions and really the quarterback being the biggest issue for me here, the biggest difference maker. Pound for pound, roster to roster, the Eagles are better. Mm -hmm. I think they're I think the Cowboys quarterback is better though. And that to me is yeah. the difference maker. However, that being said, Jalen Hurts is ripe to have a standout season in which he has been growing, he's been developing. He can make the difference. He can be the guy that changes my answer in November if Jalen Hurts has had the season that I anticipate him having. That being said, the additions that the Eagles did make in the secondary this offseason, I think, was purely triggered by what Dak Prescott did to the Eagles last season. 42 for 53, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just against the Eagles. When you consider franchises and rivalries and whatnot, yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Howie Roseman, what would keep him up at night if the Cowboys just picked them apart? So he goes out and he improves his secondary. And so I do think I would rather take the Eagles in this moment, especially considering the upside that Jalen Hurts has been showing us. That last name there, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Let's go. Do a minute on, on this, on CG. It's an unbelievable. All right, so if you don't know much about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he is a really good defensive back, but he is a first ballot Hall of Fame agitator. Like, he gets under people's skins. Think of uh, Cortland Finnegan years ago, who Jason played with. He has forced multiple ejections, multiple people to punch him. He got in Tom Brady's face. There's something he has a real talent for that is irritating as hell. And some of the reaction yesterday was like, oh my God, this guy is so Philly, it hurts. They're gonna love him in Philly. I saw somebody say, this is the most Philadelphia athlete since Allen Iverson. This is a oh. perfect fit. 
and the first team they play, they play the Lions, first of all. Like, he'll be chirping, not at the players, he'll be chirping to Dan Campbell on the sideline. This is what he does. He is all entertainment. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to get under people's skin and live there in Philadelphia, and they'll love him for he it. He got in a fight with Mike Thomas's teammate a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I think he lost the fight, too. I think he usually does, yeah. but he causes he's it. He causes it. That's he fine. Just, he just needles <laughs> he, he fits in perfect with the double bird scenario that you get from the Eagles. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I think, I, I think it's a fit. Time for today's Wake Up Call presented by Verizon. It's Fantasy Week here on NFL Network. Let's take a closer look at the position rankings on fantasy.nfl.com. We've discussed Tyreek Hill at number nine amongst wideouts. There's Ezekiel Elliott. He landed at 17 for the running backs. But here's the top 10 quarterbacks. There's a name that's not in there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of notable. Mm -hmm. It's the reigning MVP. And uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Mm. You can find him at 13. Is it insulting to Aaron Rodgers? Let's not ask him because he would probably go on and on about it. But is it insulting to have Aaron Rodgers ranked at 13th best fantasy football quarterback as you approach your drafts? I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is badly insulted by this. You know, <laughs> he really uh, compartmentalizes the fantasy football portion of his career. Peter, you, I was mentioning this a lot on Monday. You weren't here. I had a draft last weekend, and I kept bringing it up just because it's immediately relatable. And I remember Rodgers in our draft just sitting there, round after round after round. And I don't think it's insulting. I don't. It's fantasy. It is purely statistical regurgitation. And, and you, you were in this era now of, like, there's some maniacs out there with stats and the Herbert types and then even, like, the Kyler. Rodgers isn't going to give you the rushing yards. He's not going to have some 17-touchdown wide receiver. But, you know, he'll probably win 13 games. It's a different deal. So he's a guy who I'm like, you, you take running backs and wide receivers, and you're like, am I about to take Aaron Rodgers, like, in the fifth round of the draft, the two-time MVP? I think I will. And yet... I don't think he'll be at the top of the list statistically. I've said this for months now about the real football. I think they are going to be a big-time running team and play a lot of defense. I think his stats will be down, but his wins won't. So that's fantasy losses. I think a lot of passes to the running backs, like you're yeah. saying. Like, and that's not huge 40-yard gains. That's, right. that's 10 yards at a time. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm like, I just got Devontae Adams. I'm on this list. I'm Kirk Cousins. I, you know, I do all these things. Stats. I, if you're going to get upset about fantasy football rankings, you got to get into another gig. Like, you can't be worried about this. And I look at uh, Rodgers and what might trigger him, and it might be being passed over by Alex Smith and 24 other players. Or I look at Brady, who's not so high on this list. You can't let fantasy rankings in August affect you, and I don't think <laughs> Rodgers is even letting this. No, you cannot be insulted. This is strictly statistical. The mm -hmm. two MVPs, that's your validation if you need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, Aaron Rodgers can find a slight in pretty much anything that anybody says these days and he's going to air it out on Pat McAfee's show yeah. at some point. He's going to talk about it. When I look at that list that you just brought up too, I, I, the thing that I can't get over is people are picking Trey Lance ahead of Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football. Interesting. Like, in what world are you in right now? Like what yeah. peyote trip are you on right now that you're doing that? Like the guy threw 48 touchdowns two years ago. Yeah. 48 touchdowns. Look, I know Devontae Adams yeah. is not there. All right. Guess what? In games where Devontae Adams wasn't there, he was still throwing the pill. All right. He's still going to find a way Maybe to score points. Maybe it's 38. Points. So I don't understand the disrespect for Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers in fantasy football. Sure, maybe people don't like the fact he's got some young quarterbacks or he doesn't run young the football. Receivers, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts, look, we don't know if he's going to rush for 10 rushing touchdowns either, but yet he's in <laughs> top five. Like, it's definitely bizarre world out there. And, you know, a lot of this, look, fantasy football – a lot of it's kids. Keep All that right. in mind. All right, I'm in a couple of father-son leagues right now, so there are kids You're that right. are driving yeah. kids. They don't know any better. There's, it's the popular names. And it's he's like, who's this older. guy with the hair yeah. bun? Right. It's interesting. No, it's John. incredible. It's incredible. The fantasy experts, for all their physical gifts and all their physical talents, they can't see or hear, apparently. <laughs> they have no idea what they're Heard doing. Did you watch a game last year? I'm supposed to go around the table or something. I'm just going to stick with Aaron Rodgers. 13? And not like six. Sorry, nine? No, you thought there are 12 fantasy quarterbacks better than, than the 12 on the Packers. Never even mind 370 yards. What about
week before, four touchdowns against the Vikings. He's a fantasy Baker's dozen, worse than other quarterbacks. I get it. You analyze talent differently. You don't want to hear from other people and how you obsess over the rosters. Can you see the giant E on the seeing eye chart? Because it stands for error right now. 13, right? Not five, not seven. No, no, no. 13. Why not just have it out of the top 32? Now, number 33. Put him at 33. Wow. Is it the Australian rules football or Aaron Good Rogers? question. He peed out after his sit in 2004 in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne. Right? It's not the same guy. I know there's two Aaron Rodgers. It gets confusing. It does get this confusing. This is the Packers quarterback. And you've got 13. Yeah. 13. All right, fantasy experts. Like, it's, your, it's awful. It is it awful. It is awful. What are they what doing? doing? Right? I think Brett Favre was ahead of him. What are you doing? I exactly. love those guys. Hey, more Good Morning Football coming up right after this. Stick with us. Woo! Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. All 32 rosters got cut down to 53 players yesterday. But the big news of the week came the day before, actually. Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers reached an agreement for a contract restructuring that keeps him in San Francisco to be Trey Lance's backup for now. 
Kyle Shanahan spoke about this move yesterday. This wasn't an option until I think Jimmy saw all the other situations. And once that final preseason game ended, I'm glad that what he thought was the best option for him was a great option for us. We have a starting quarterback as a backup. The rest of the league had a chance to get him. And I'm just so feel so fortunate that he's still here in that case. Trey and Jimmy have a great relationship. Trey actually likes having Jimmy in the building. And Trey was very grateful to how Jimmy was to him last year. We feel very strongly from the two people that Jimmy will give that back to Trey this year. He'll do for Trey what Jimmy did for him in the year before. So Coach Shanahan has made it clear that Jimmy G will be the number two quarterback on the depth chart, up from four earlier in the summer for week one against the Bears. Now that we have some clarity on the situation out in the Bay Area, are we more or less confident in Trey Lance as a starting quarterback than you were before we found out about this Jimmy G news and how it was announced? Can't help myself, bit less. I I, I like the message from Shanahan, strong. Bold, like very aggressive, clearly trying to get the message out. This is how we feel. And he's going to have to be like that a lot this season because inevitably there will be some sort of hubbub and or controversy about who should play. Unless, you know, Trey Lance is the next Mahomes. We'll see. This is, I think, a bias aside. I'm not with the 49ers organization. You watch this from a, from a thousand feet. It seemed to be... Let's try to trade Jimmy. Let's try to trade Jimmy. It's Trey's team. It's Trey's team. Jimmy's hurt. It's complicated. No one's to trade for him. All right, if we can't trade him, then we'll cut him. We'll cut him. We'll cut him. During which time, Trey Lance didn't look great in the preseason. It didn't look great on yeah. the field. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, it wasn't disastrous or anything, but it was sloppy and it wasn't sharp. And you hear he's up and down in camp. And so you go from, well, you, we're going to cut Jimmy. We're going to cut Jimmy. There was a conversation at one point in a conference room in the San Francisco area where it's like, what if we just go to Jimmy and just offer him this? What if, what if, he, what if he would go for this? And what if we could keep him? Because we might need him. I I can't believe that that Trey's preseason had nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo very strangely still being on the team. It's very unconventional. So you go back to what Peter brought up yesterday. The Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. Now it's different because Alex Smith wasn't hurt, but like they traded Alex Smith before the Super Bowl was even played that year. They were like, done, we're done, we love Mahomes, we love Mahomes, and then Washington traded for him. I don't see that kind of certainty. I don't think they have it. I don't think they should have it. And I think it became an option at some point that maybe we can bring Jimmy back and it's a little unconventional, but then you go to your lineup about, we feel like we have a starting quarterback as our backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. It leaves me a little less confident. I think mm-hmm. if you love Trey and you think Trey's an all-pro, let's get Jimmy out of the building and let's play football. The fact that they didn't, I think it shows their hand a little bit. I do. I brought a situation up yesterday, and I did it haphazardly, going deep into you know my resources of 1990s football, and sure. I was like, let me do a little more research on it. And this is the situation I bring up. It was the 1999 Buffalo Bills, and I mentioned it. Doug Flutie was coming off the CFL was this guy that they had on the roster, was this veteran that everyone loved. And they had Rob Johnson as this young quarterback, number 11, who was the strapping USC quarterback who the organization loved. Flutie gets in there, they win seven straight games, and they roll to the playoffs, and Flutie was amazing. But Johnson looked apart, and Johnson was the guy that they made the move for. Comes jump pass. Jump passes, like unorthodox, like it looks hideous and yet is so cool. And then playoffs come. Rob Johnson gets to start, can't get it done. And they're like, and everyone's wondering, why didn't Flutie play? Why didn't Flutie play? They went to the guy that yeah. they decided was the young quarterback. Ironically enough, talking with researcher Rich Goldberg, it's like, go back a couple of years later, Flutie and Drew Brees is one to watch too. Like Same they day. drafted Drew Brees. <coughs> Brees was there as a second round pick, but like Flutie won games yeah. and, and Brees might not have been ready yet. And it was when it mattered most. In this 2000, like it was, it was gonna be Flutie at times because maybe Breeze wasn't all there yet, and it wasn't time to put him in. And Flutie was the guy. I love those uniforms. Yeah. Shout out to Rache Caldwell there. <laughs> um, 
it's it's this weird thing where it's like, we drafted this guy, so we have to find a way to get him on the field. Yet there might be a veteran player in the building that everyone kind of knows might be more capable of getting the job done now. That's where this is fascinating. Is my confidence less in Trey? A little bit, because if they weren't threatened by this and they thought they... Then you just let Jimmy go and you've let Jimmy out. Seems have, a little bit like a backup plan. This seems like a backup plan. Which is fine. It's practical. And yes, and yesterday I explained why this is f- good for Jimmy in a lot of ways, that his his free agency impact is going to be different, and he's going to now he's got the new trade clause, and he can pick where he wants to go. There's all sorts of things that help out Jimmy also in this. It's a two-way street. But gosh, I don't wake up yesterday morning thinking, Trey Lance is slam dunked is the best situation ever because Jimmy was good to him last year and they're boys. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. Wow. Definitely feels like the 49ers are channeling their inner just go with it right now, right? Just mm. like, hey, I Maybe don't know, something. this isn't a plan. We're, we don't have this preconceived uh, plan for how it's going to happen. We're just going with it. Jimmy G is too. The shoulder surgery and the injury aspect of it, I think, is what has thrown this whole thing off and changed everything. It doesn't move the needle at all for me with regards to Trey Lance. This has nothing to do with the confidence of Trey Lance. To me, I'm more confident in the 49ers now with Jimmy G there. If they had traded him, if they had cut him and he wasn't there, now I'd be a little worried if I'm a Niners fan. What happens if Trey Lance gets yeah. hurt? Sure. Right, now what do we do? Guess what? Only one time since Kyle has been in San Fran have they had a quarterback play the entire season. Just one time. It was mm. his first year with Jimmy G. They went 13-3. and Every year it's been, hey, someone, he's, someone's getting hurt. So it happens in the NFL. Look at Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. You, you don't think they're ecstatic, the fact they have Joe Flacco there right now? If something happens to Trey Lance and Jimmy G can step right in and you don't skip a beat, they look like geniuses. So uh, to me, the confidence is in the 49ers are a better team right now because of mm. Jimmy G. Kudos to him yeah. for staying there and saying, you know what, I'm going to help him out. I will say this too. There's something about being a young quarterback and having a veteran quarterback that you trust, that you you know that you're not worried about, man, this guy's trying to undercut me. So you don't think he, he's that all threatened that he's still there? I don't think not, not one iota. Mm. Okay. And I think that's real. It says a lot about training. In quarterback competition situations where it's not that case. All right. Mm. When I was in Cleveland, Tim Couch, Kelly Holcomb, they got along, they were fine, but they were both fighting and biting at the same apple and they rotated during the season. It was tough on everybody. It was tough on the locker room because it's like, all right, one week we're sitting with Tim Couch in, in, in the cafeteria and then the next week is Kelly because you're just trying to go over the place. <laughs> so it was like this carousel. No, this is Trey's team. Jimmy knows it. He just signed a contract that says exactly that. And, hey, look, if you play, you get a little extra dough. All right, we're throwing a little, a little more change your way. Mm. But for Jimmy G, I think he understands where he's at, and I think he's comfortable in saying, look, you can bounce stuff off of me. You can come back to me and say, hey, what did you see on that play? Did mm-hmm. you see that blitz? Would you have done that? Would you have made that throw? It's always great to have a sounding board. We're in New York City. Newsstands still exist, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. You used to have newspapers out here. Yeah, in the right. Knock by a newsstand and yeah. pick up like a Cosmopolitan, if you will. And like one of the catchy things on the cover is always like five reasons why someone could could be cheating on you. Yeah, sure. And so you're like, oh dang, I should flip to page 86 <laughs> and see this list. And usually on the list is like they try to over-explain their behavior. Like uh-huh. I just need Kyle Shanahan to like stop trying to explain this away, so we think that you believe that Trey Lance is a guy. It's too many words. It's be a lot. All summer, it's too many words. It's like, we didn't need to know that you viewed him as the Jimmy Garoppolo, as the fourth quarterback on your depth chart. We didn't need to know the actual intricacies of the fact that, like, Jimmy Garoppolo is practicing, but he's way over there. He is nowhere near us. Trey Lance is the one. He's our guy. And then he goes on yesterday. I felt better. I felt more confident in this Trey Lance situation before I read this clip. He's bringing up questions that Mm -hmm. we didn't even have until the head coach talks about the situation. To me, it's, it's mildly alarming that, like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to speak into existence before we actually see? The 49ers, more than anybody else, more than Kyle Brandt, need football to start, yeah. like tomorrow. So Trey Lance can just show us what's up 
and Kyle Shanahan can just stop speaking what ifs into the universe because frankly from the preseason like Kyle said we didn't see exactly what we would have wanted to to make us shut up and mm. stop talking about Jimmy Garoppolo there is still the what if and like Kyle Shanahan what are you trying to say man with all your words mm-hmm. what are you trying to tell us yeah hey, what is it that me thinks thou doth protest too much yeah. like, yes he is very coming out very strong and that yes. I, this is how it is and we have this and this it, let me ask you real quick Sean Jimmy Garoppolo has a C on his jersey. He's the captain. Is that now stripped from him? Like, how does that work? It's got to be, right? Like, is he no longer the captain? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, if the players vote for it, which they should, they would vote Trey Lance over Jimmy because he's the starter. So yesterday was a tough day uh, across the league. A lot of hard conversations went on. Um, tough decisions that had to be made. And they, the teams had to narrow down their rosters to 53. Here's a look at some notable players who were let go. You know, the one that stood out, I think, to a lot of people was... Alex Leatherwood from Las Vegas. Of course, the Browns are working through their quarterback situations. They'll be without Josh Rosen. The Vikings made a trade to get Sean Mannion there, so they released Kellen Mond. But this list, and amongst many other guys, uh, what stood out to you about all the cuts that were made yesterday? I mean, listen, the the draft is hard. The the Josh Rosen thing is so fascinating to me about how many teams he's been on, and he was the most pro-ready quarterback in that draft with Lamar and Josh Allen and all. But the Alex Leatherwood thing is, is unbelievable. So understand, this is a guy they just cut this tackle who was the 17th overall pick last year. I've never heard of that. And and listen, he played 18 games last year. He was out there in a playoff game against the AFC champion Bengals. And he gave up sacks and stuff, and he didn't play well, and he moved to guard and tackle, and he didn't play great. But, I mean, to, to cut the 17th overall pick after one year in which he started 18 games is unheard of. I don't know if it's ever happened in NFL history. And I, honestly, I almost credit the Raiders and Derek Carr and, in a way, Rich Basaccia and now what Josh McDaniels is doing because of these draft picks of the last three years have not panned out. The best ones are the ones who are guys who haven't had their option picked up and the Josh Jacobs types, and those are fine, but just some real, almost historical whiffs, and yet they're still a really good team. They still were in the playoffs last year, so I try to spin positive on it. We don't embrace it's, any of this stuff. It's, it's a really crazy. interesting dichotomy with the Raiders because they whiff on all these first-round picks, but then they get like Hunter Renfro in the fifth uh, or like Max Crosby in the fourth, and you're like, uh, so are they good at drafting or are they just terrible in the first round? It doesn't yeah. matter. It's a new regime, and that's where I'm going, too, with the Vikings. They've got a new GM and a new head coach, and they're basically like, let's look at last year's draft, and they cut three different players taken in the top 100 last year. Same kind of thing. Kellen Mond was the 66th overall pick. They cut him. Chaz Surratt was the 78th overall pick. They cut him. Wyatt Davis, 86th overall pick. It's not easy to do this. I mean, this is to cut guys who are day two picks the following year. To your point about Alex Leatherwood, the Vikings, I almost credit Kwesi Adosa Mensa what they're doing because it's like, I, I gotta be honest, we respect these players, we respect the past regime. They're just not right for us right now. Mm. And to make that decision is so hard. It's embarrassing for the young man. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing for the past regime. But after you do it, it probably feels so good, the relief of, all right, at least I know I've got my guys mm-hmm. in here. And the Vikings, they're, they're not shying away from making some tough decisions and ridding themselves of some of that Spielman-Zimmer era. What's so bitter, emphasis on bitter, bittersweet about seeing a list like that is guys are getting cut and teams are moving on from them because they have found a better solution, one that might fit the current GM or coach that's there or just where the direction of the team is going. So when I saw Marlon Mack get cut, mm-hmm. who is essentially a guaranteed 1,000-yard rusher for a te- some teams that yeah, he's on. good. Uh, Damian Pierce, what he showed the Texans in preseason, to me it's, it marks the beginning of the Damian Pierce era because oh, yeah, Marlon Mack is good. He's proven. He He's ex- not guaranteed. I, t- I really do take that no, I like heavy word. A lot. But he's a proven rusher, and I think that tells you what the Texans think. 
about Damian Pierce coming out of the backfield for this team. But again, it's hard. You got to move on from a guy like that, and that it becomes you know fascinating to see what they obviously run, they can expect from <laughs> Damian Pierce. It's fantastic. I'm excited for him to get a shot. Running back yeah. one with no question now. Yeah. yeah, Marlon Mack was a surprise. Sony Michelle, he was a leading rusher for the Rams last year. That was a surprise. When I look at, at what the Buffalo Bills did, like O.J. Howard, to me, getting released was a surprise for a mm-hmm. couple of reasons. I thought when he signed with the Bills, I'm like, this is perfect. Another big target for Josh Allen. Here we go. He's been phenomenal with his blocking. I'm looking at this saying, hey, O.J. Howard, this is going to be a great fit for the Buffalo Bills. Nope, cut. And not only is he cut, but they are paying him to not play. That's how good the Bills are right now, Kyle. You should feel pretty good right now. They're willing to pay this guy $3 million to not be on the team because they're that good, they're that loaded. So I, I was a little bit surprised on that one. And, and look, Ian, rap sheets, of yep. course, all over it. Mm-hmm. You want me to read it? Sure. Yeah. Bengals, yeah. Old, Bengals yeah, OJ, OJ Howard. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I went too long on the, on the just go with it. Go no, ahead. you're good. No. <laughs> that, that would be an interesting fit. In terms of what the Bengals um, are trying to accomplish, especially with Joe Burrow, another weapon for Joe Burrow to throw to. All right, so Peter Schrager, because uh, he remains aware of all these guys that are kind of right on the cuff there all through preseason, he has this take a chance on me team from earlier in training camp. So, Peter, walk us through kind of the setup and then what has unfolded for some of these guys. Gave everyone two weeks ago ten players to root for this preseason who are trying to make teams. And there were some surprises. I thought for sure Tony Jefferson would make it in Baltimore, but it was just a loaded room. Um, he's coming back from four knee surgeries uh, and trying to play in his 11. Kendall Hinton, the story we love, the COVID quarterback for the Broncos, did not make it. But gosh, how happy are we for guys like Bernie, Jared Bernhardt, the mm-hmm. lacrosse superstar who's making the Atlanta Falcons roster. Antonio Hamilton, finally going to be the, the man day one for an NFL team. And we go down these lists, six of the 10 guys that are like, root for these stories, here are stories to rally around, made it. But four of them didn't. And that's the NFL. That's our reality. I don't make this happen. Josh Johnson, 36 years old, 14th professional team, looked like a reliable backup option for Russell Wilson. What's cut mm-hmm. just like the undrafted guy uh, Obina uh, in, in Detroit yeah, the same fate easy. and that's just what it is and Sean you've been there in the locker rooms it's never easy that morning because it could be veterans it could be rookies and it could be guys that you least expect no longer with you the following day yeah cut day is always tough on, on everybody and and really even if you don't get cut like that first day I had a couple guys myself included they were like oh man hey we made the team and they're like no no tomorrow's still another cut day like they could pick somebody else up from another team mm. you think you're on the team because you made it through that day at four o'clock if nobody is coming to you to tell you to release you think you're good i think there's one name on that list that jumps out of me isaiah pacheco all right i've known this kid since he was at, at rutgers this kid was an unbelievable talent coming out of high school blew everybody away at the combine with four three but his nickname is pop because and that's the way he plays that's what he brings and they were raving about him in training camp about how how alive his legs are but man when you watch him with the football he is just electric i, I can't wait to see um, how andy reed uses him I, he's got good hands too and another name i know he wasn't on this particular list yeah. but you did want us to remain aware of him as Lance McCutcheon in LA and, and that clip that he sent out which I think he was mic'd up in the preseason game and he just I think he was talking to himself or really he was talking to his mom and just being like mama I'm trying to make it and then he did it's fantastic got it. made it Lance made McCutcheon, it Rams. all right coming up which quarterback situation are we watching the closest as week one approaches we're gonna break it all down after the break because there are a lot of options to pick from Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. 
See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. League, there are a ton of different fascinating quarterback situations heading into this regular season in week one. So which is the one that draws our eyes? I, I got to go there. I go right back to the Bay, and I, I just, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out because the Niners are so good. The Niners are so good. They went to the NFC Championship game last year. They were up 10 in the fourth quarter with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, and they anointed and like kind of did it and said, we're not worried about it. It's Trey Lance's team. Trey, Trey Lance didn't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo for this job through practice or through some one-on-one battle. He was handed this job because it was time to pass that torch on, and yet Garoppolo remains. I could I could talk about the psychology of that quarterback room for days because I am so fascinated what happens as the season progresses. There, there's another game in week one that, that's got my eye, and I'm really fascinated. You've already alluded to it on the show earlier on. Russell Wilson, how many times <laughs> we could hear him say, let's ride. Russell Wilson, going back to Seattle. All right, where he was a king. He was godlike out there, and he's on his new team now. And guess who he's going up against? Geno Smith. Here's all I'm saying. History has shown us that quarterbacks that get traded to, to a team don't fare very well in week one. And here's some of the background where Sam Bradford traded the Eagles. All right, he loses first game, throws an interception, throws a touchdown. Fine. Donovan McNabb, not one touchdown. Jay Culler, four picks in his first game <laughs> after being traded. Jay. So <laughs> here's what four. fascinates me. Can you just... Like, everything's been positive about Russell Wilson since he got to Denver. And really, you know, for years it's been that way. He radiates positivity. 
But what if he doesn't win? Mm. What, what if he goes mm. back to Lumen Field mm. with his new Lumen team Field. and they just traded everybody? We traded Drew Locke and Noah Fant and, and <coughs> Shelby Harris. We traded all these guys for you. And what if he loses to Geno Smith, yeah. right? How is that flight home going to be for the Denver Broncos? How, do you, how is that new ownership feeling about their new toy, Dangerous Wilson, right now? Uh, look, I, we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what this offense is going to look like with him. Mm-hmm. I, I think with Seattle, we know one thing. With Geno, a quarterback, they are going to run the football. Yeah. Right, they're, you better be in for it. They're going to be physical. Pete Carroll's reinventing himself and his team as we speak. This is... This is curious, and it's Sunday Night Football. So, yeah, we're all watching. We're all locked in. We're tuned in. A month ago, six weeks ago, I would have agreed with you. And our, our guy Mike North, the NFL schedule czar, gave us this incredible present of seeing Russell Wilson return home in week one. And if only he had known back then, you know what I should do? Browns-Panthers should be the Sunday mm. night game. I just got a feeling about that. Has the game ever been flexed in week one? Can we get Baker <laughs> versus the Browns already flexed into, into week one? This is the one for me. It's already, I've said this, it's Shakespearean, this idea that just by coincidence, Baker's new team goes against his old team in the first game with Deshaun Watson not in the building. And, and you saw the, the story yesterday. Our girl Cynthia had talked to Baker in a preseason game. There was some sort of exchange where he issued a uh, kind of an R-rated uh, sentiment about what he wants to do to the, to the Browns week one. Well, they run that back to Miles Garrett yesterday, and he's like, yeah, I mean, that's Baker's mentality. That's how he does it. Even just the Miles Garrett-Baker-Mayfield portion of this, I, I'm reminded of when Brett Favre used to play Warren Sapp, and they would go like face mask to face mask after every play, and it was a game within a game. I've said it again. If Baker wins this game, his statement afterwards in the press conference is the number one piece of sound, as we say, in the whole industry. And if he loses this game, if he he throws four picks and loses. It's also just this p- criminal, pathetic, like massive stakes performance. But oh my God, if he wins and lights up the Browns and throws four touchdowns and takes a bleeping Panthers drum and says <laughs> keep pounding in the middle of the field and does all the stuff he did at Kansas up to and including Plant the flag. himself versus Kansas, all that stuff. Like Baker's going to be on one. I cannot wait to watch it. And like I'm unapologetically rooting for Baker in this one because you want to move on from me with that guy for that much? Bleep you. Week one, I'll see you there. I love it. My, my The one that I am most fascinated by, I don't even know who the quarterback is. Mm. Because in Pittsburgh, what is going on? In my notes, it says, take the emotions out of it. I can't. I, I can't take the emotions out of it. When That's I what consider. your notes say? Yeah. Who says that? Well, someone, someone helps me put them together. And Matt Hamilton, our guy extraordinaire, says, take the emotions out of it. I can't with Kenny Pickett. Mm. Because I know Mitch Trubisky. He, he did fine enough in Chicago, led him to two playoffs, to find himself in the situation in Pittsburgh, sign a two-year deal. And Mr. Trubisky, I like the fight I saw in him in preseason. All of a sudden, the Kenny Pickett uproar came, and Mr. Trubisky just kept hammering away. He, was he very kept good. very solid, very solid, kept growing, kept showing us why he should be the guy. Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. and George Pickens. There is nothing that sounds better, I think, against the Bengals in week one than a Kenny Pickett. But Mike Tomlin, I think he's laughing at all of us. Like, what was it? Professional procedure evaluation mm-hmm. that he is that. going it's through? It's just like, feet. please make it so bland for yeah. us how you are going to decide because the rest of us are absolutely up in arms as to who the hell the quarterback is going to be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's making the routine play routine right now. Mm. He is. It's driving me crazy.
Let's go pick we'll one. I know. Let's oh, go well, pick no. it. I feel like... Let's go. I'm Trubisky. You're Trubisky. Oh, Trubisky. Right. Wow, we are divided. I just know. A table divided. Wow. Um, if you're watching right now and you're like, well, where, where's McCourty? Where's McCourty? This is our, our, our friend, Sean O'Hara, oldest Hi. friend, our, our wacky sitcom neighbor who comes in. Because Jason, our, our new brother at the table, had appendicitis, emergency appendectomy. Yep. Yes. And because Sean was here, we didn't want to end the show. We had one little uh, thing we wanted to bring up. Uh, and there he is! That's hey. Jason McCourty! Oh Jason, what's up? How are you? I made it. Oh, Kyle, how are you, Kyle buddy? said if I was good enough to tweet, then I should be good enough to come to work. So I made sure I made it into work. Dude, so seriously, you were on the show yesterday. You said you weren't feeling that great. And then now you're in a hospital bed on live TV. Take us through the last 24 hours. Yeah, it was crazy. I text you guys. Woke up, stomach all yeah. night, just in knots, killing me. We do the show, muscle through it. After the show, I said to you guys, hey, I'm still kind of down, but I made it through. Go home, take a nap. I'm like, I'll wake up i'll feel better didn't happen go back to uh, the doctor they're like you probably should go to the emergency room came into the emergency room did the scan all of that stuff appendix needs to come out surgery last night recovering today so surgery number nine wow. i consider myself a tough guy when my makeup isn't done properly or my hair isn't combed <laughs> right. right you're showing true grit right now true grit. i yeah. i am amazed at this toughness and i love yeah. your dedication to the show tweeting the show from a hospital bed jason that's incredible it's incredible Just and, go and with I, it. i'm so sorry that you thought that upon it's your retirement you were going to be over surgeries two weeks off from work. What you're showing us is that kind of being on television is like being a professional athlete. It's essentially the same thing. And like, really, that's what we get to qualify for. So yeah. thank you for, for really pulling the parallel together for us. We're all professional athletes. Hey, J-Mac, listen, I, real quick now, I think we can let, let them know that the gig is up. Oh. Like you're faking it. You just didn't want to do the fantasy draft segment because you saw how paralyzing it can be. It is paralyzing. So you faked this whole thing so you didn't have to do that one segment. Mm -hmm. Sean talked it over last night. He got the good-looking polo going. I knew he'd be ready to go, so we worked it out. This is unbelievable. This is a first, a GMFB first, maybe a TB first. We love you. We miss you. Until then, we have another Rutgers guy holding it down, and then we're going to have uh, Kenny Britt the day after that. We're just going to do Rutgers guys, and that's how we are tribute to you. You're the best, man. Get well soon. Appreciate it. See you guys soon. Feel better, buddy. Oh, my God. How cool is that? It's amazing. Anti-fragile. on those nurses Anti-fragile, Jason McCordy. How did he do that? Like, can you guys, like, I got to be on TV. Can you leave my room for a second? I know. The conversation. One word. Stuff. Grit. How about it? Guy just did TV with a catheter. He's got it. It's incredible. We love you, Jason. All right. I need my makeup off. the whole show without saying catheter. We did it. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.
Digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions. West Monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies. The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com.